What's happening, Hardscapers? This is episode 49 of the How to Hardscape podcast, where we talk with you about how you can start and grow your hardscaping business. And today we're joined by Frank Bork. He's a landscape coach and consultant, and he was on an earlier episode of the How to Hardscape podcast, the last episode of last year. And he comes back today to talk with us about five steps to becoming more lean and efficient in your business. He leads the Landscape and Hardscape Business Success Summit at the beginning of the year and now has a new summit, the Home Service Super Summit. And it's going to start later this week, June 11th to the 14th. And you can head on over to homeservicesupersummit.com slash landscaping to sign up for free. And Frank's going to talk with us a little bit more about that later in this episode. So without further ado, here's our interview with Frank Bork. Today, we're joined by Frank Bork. He is a landscape coach and consultant, and he leads the Landscape and Hardscape Business Success Summit, as well as the Home Service Super Summit later this week that we're going to get into in this episode. Frank, thanks so much for joining me again. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Frank, we've got to know a little bit about yourself in a previous episode. Everyone can check out earlier in this podcast. And we got to know a little bit about your background and everything, but let's get to know you, you're the person a little bit more and ask you, can you give our audience a hobby that you're interested in or something that you do on the weekend that uh, consumes your time other than hardscaping and business coaching? Well, I'd say that, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the coaching is definitely, it keeps me busy, but you know, my, um, I guess my, my, my hobby, what I love the most is, is actually spending time with, with my kids. Um, I've, I've started playing hockey again because of them. I started, um, you know, kind of playing around motorcycles again, love motocross, always been around motocross and, and getting the, the, the kids to kind of be part of all the, these little things that I grew up with is kind of one, one of these things that's very enjoyable now. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, enjoying all these, activities that um as a as a kid I, I i i just thrive in in daily to do and now i only get to do it <laughs> through them maybe one or two days a week so uh yeah it's definitely around uh kids and and the activities and we all get to enjoy it together now so absolutely so do you see your interests start to rub off on your kids and you kind of get to enjoy that with them and go through that again with them Oh, absolutely. Just thinking about my daughter the other day where um, I'm a very creative person. So I, I, I'd all, I always love designs and, and all these things. And she comes up to me and she says, oh, come and see what I did. And she had, you know, designed her own, um, her own uh, dresses on this software that she found, like an app. And then she was doing these videos like I do on a daily basis. So she was doing her own videos and editing them. And she's only 11. And I was thinking, wow. You know, they really look, they, they really kind of play on that environment that uh, all these things that I also love. So it's really, really great. Absolutely. That's awesome. So, Frank, um, you've got this Home Service Super Summit coming up at the end of this week. And we're going to get into that later in the, ep- in the episode. But I'm sure uh, some of these topics are going to be covered during that. And you bring a lot of great value to the industry in terms of being a business owner and being in this industry and uh and let, let's get into something like this in this episode and, and talk about especially in today's uh atmosphere you know what does it take to be a business owner and to operate with efficiency as a business owner 
Yeah, well, that's a great question. I Lately, I've been getting a lot of calls, people wanting to really focus on what's important because it seems like everything that's happened in the last few months uh, really made a lot of business owners think about where they're heading, where they want to go, what they have to do. Some are more um, in fear than others. From what I hear right now, it's it's really good in terms of uh, there's a lot of business out there. People are investing into their backyards, into landscaping. But you know, as a business owner, when you're trying to see where to invest your time, today I just thought maybe I would share a few points on, you know, how can you simplify that process so that you're freeing some headspace to really focus on where you need to focus on as a business owner. The ones that I see growing the most are the ones who do this on a daily basis. So today I thought I'd share five steps um, to a leaner, more efficient business um, and, and business operations to just help business owners just kind of take a look at where they are and what they could do maybe this week or next week to start this process. Absolutely. We're all about actionable advice on this podcast and especially myself and my business. I'm always looking for these different tips to implement to, uh, you know, take the weight off my shoulders a little bit and to become more efficient and to become uh, a better business owner myself. Yeah, absolutely. And so I would say, you know, we're, we're always thinking, okay, what can I add? What can I do? The first step I would have to suggest or to, to give is, you know, as a business owner, it's it's springtime. Do a spring cleanup of your own business. Like do a spring cleanup. Take a look at what you could eliminate, uh, what you could get rid of that, um, which I call slack. So eliminate any, any slack. So anything that absorbs resources, but creates little to no value. So I'm thinking about eliminating distractions on a daily basis, um, eliminating any waste of time, costly habits, uh, un- anything that's unnecessary. So that could be right from um, the way you start your day to the way you finish your day. It could be um, maybe sh- you know having discussion with your your people of how much time is spent on a daily basis on stuff that's unbillable. Like if your crew has a habit to fuel, let's say in the morning, well, it's proven that fueling in the morning costs a lot more company, uh, a lot more money to a company than fueling at night because people want to go home at night. So they don't waste any time to get the, do- the job done. And then they go home in the morning, uh, fueling a truck could be stretched from 10 minutes to half an hour just by the time everyone gets their breakfast, everyone gets their coffee or, or whatnot. So just these habits, when you add them up, uh, maybe one day is not the end of the world, but or once a week. But when you're looking at it on, you know, maybe uh, 150 days or 200 days a year, it's uh, enormous numbers, which is costing a lot of money. So, um, you know, just tr- I was just having the discussion yesterday with a business owner who was saying, you know, what would be the number one thing that I should be focusing on? And as a business owner, it's time management is not only how you manage your time, but how you help your team manage their time. So having a serious discussion with crew leaders, uh, you know, once a week is really worth it. Even if it's just a 10 minute uh, discussion about, hey, what was your challenges this week? Uh, Is there anything I can help you with? What are some of the things that you would need to make your job easier? And sometimes you'll get some information from them 
that really tells you why they're spending so much time doing what they're doing because sometimes they're trying to fix a problem in their own way but they don't really know how or they're trying to do something uh, let's say like training their guys but if they don't really know how it might be taking a lot more time than needed so as a business owner you can find out a lot of information by just um, staying in touch finding out more about what the team needs but also showing them um, some ways to, to save time and getting them part of the process, part of the discussion. You're not alone in them. So uh, just to recap, eliminating Slack could include, you know, distractions, waste of time. It could be um, meetings, but it could also be just clutter. You know, if you're spending a lot of time trying to find equipment in a shop that's not cleaned up, it would be just kind of uh, just taking a look how you use your time, how your time, how your team is using their time and how you can help them with that. So that would be my first one. That's great. And just to uh, relate that personally, I, I took this year to try my best to keep my truck organized because the amount of time I've wasted in my truck and trailer trying to find a certain thing, I've, uh, that's exactly one thing that I've put into place in this year so that I'm not wasting that time looking for that tool or looking for something in my truck or trailer. Uh, cause once you know your numbers and you know how much time you're wasting, how much money you're wasting, it really puts it into perspective. Ah, oh, absolutely. Um, every bit of, uh, my day, if I start with a clean office or a clean space, I feel that my headspace is even, is even better yeah. for the whole day. So you're absolutely right. Absolutely. And what's, what's the next one here? I'd say, you know, when we were just talking about leaders, uh, and time management, taking the time now to train them. And I can remember as a business owner, when even at, when I had at my peak where we had over 110 employees and I was trying to figure out where to put my time, someone had told me, listen, the best favor you can do your, to yourself is to train people to do the things that you don't have time to do. Because my plate was just full, working literally some weeks over 100 hours a week. Um, so delegation is a big part of it, but you have, in order for this process to take place, you need to invest time in training. I was having a discussion with a client of mine in Pittsburgh last week. And he said, I said, well, what's, what's, he uh, what's heavy on your shoulders right now? He said, well, I have to spend a few days a week just working in the office and doing some office work and QuickBooks and all these things that I don't really like to do. And he had just brought in his um, a, a new employee, very, very capable, a guy who's worked in accounting all his life or in this area. He was good with numbers. I'm like, well, how much time would it take you to train this person? And he's like, probably two full days. I'm like, well, okay, if you're spending two days a week doing this and um, you're doing this on a monthly basis, it's costing you eight days. Um, so over 60, 70 hours um, at least I said, well, why don't you just train this person? Take, take 12 hours or 14 hours of your time, train them. And then you've automatically saved yourself, um, you know, over 60 hours this week or this month. And, uh, he, he, he had never really done the math, but I said over the year, that's, you know, for the whole year that could be, you know, that could represent anywhere from 400 to 500 hours of your time. And so he then realized, wow, it's all about just spending your time wisely and, and 
making time to, to train your leaders properly, you know, and it doesn't take much sometimes, but it's, I do understand it's hard to free up the time to do it. But when you think of it this way, how much time is going to save you, then you're going to be able to leverage your time and do this over and over and over again and grow your team. I love the way you break that down and uh, really think of it um, in that perspective where, you know, as a business owner, we're go, go, go. And we don't really look at the time that's, you know, lost or can be regained by training somebody else because we just want to get it done or anything like that. And just to be able to take a breath, take some time to train somebody to take that off your plate can free up so much time. Oh, yeah. And um, when I started doing that in my own business, because we had a hard time in 2008, 2009, when the economy crashed, we had to restructure the whole business. Well, we started with this, how we spent our time and who we trained. And I can guarantee you, uh, after two or three years of doing this, we were running leaner at, with 20 employees than we were a few years before with over 100 employees, making more revenue, more profits. And it's hard to believe, but that means that we were only running like at 20% efficiency um, back when we had all those employees. So the only secret to that was having better training with leaders that could start even delegating to their leaders in their crews. So it's a, it's a, a really cool cycle that happens within a company. When you train leaders to train, then not only are you not necessarily doing all the training, but you keep growing people who keep growing other people. And that should really be the goal of a team and, and leaders. Yeah. Such great advice for sure here. Uh, we're talking about teams. We're talking about leaders. We're talking about uh, training. Another big, big, huge part of a business owner's job is knowing the numbers. This is the most empowering part of owning a business. Once you start figuring out how much time it takes you to do stuff, how much money costs you to build a job, how much you're actually making on a job, all these numbers are so powerful because it opens up your eyes to what you actually want to do in which direction you want to go. So as a business owner, I can remember for the first five years, I felt like I was running blind. I just wanted to have a business. I just wanted to have contracts, but I didn't really know if I was going the right direction. When I started looking at my numbers and, and um, really taking a look at, okay, what, what's billable time? What's non-billable time? Uh, understanding my expenses, um, understanding my profitability, knowing that a gross profit and a net profit is not the same. So learning to um, differentiate both. So net profit takes into account the overhead. So sometimes, you know, as business owners, we look at the numbers, we're like, wow, we're 40% profitable on this job. But when you take out the overhead and not all business owners know how much this number is. And by the way, there's, there's a free software out there that you can use for, for budgeting, which when you build your budgets, you'll find out exactly how much your overhead is. So if you go at goelement.com and um, you download, you, you just sign up for a free account, you'll get a free budgeting software. So I uh, hope that's okay that I mentioned that, but it's just, I think it's crucial for people to start with this budget and um, with this overhead number, you'll find out so much by just looking at, you know, even numbers like revenue per hour um, or per man hour. So if you calculate the amount of hours you put in a month and how much revenue, 
and how much revenue you've done that month. If you divide one by the other, you'll find out how much you're making per hour, uh, per man hour. And so you can compare one month to the other. You could say, oh, last month we've worked a thousand hours and we did so much money. And by this month, we were at a, you know, compared to last month, we were maybe at a hundred dollars per, per man hour. This month, we're at $150 per man hour um, based on all the revenue. And that could represent that you're, you know, 50% more efficient. So stuff like this, just learning more about it, I think is, is what opens up your eyes a business owner. And sometimes you stop doing bad habits or stop doing some, um, some types of jobs that are not profitable because you, you really get to see that it's not worth sending out your guys to a job where you're not going to be making money if it's priced a certain way. So for me, it was one of my biggest aha moments was when I started to see those numbers. Definitely. And we've talked to a lot of contractors who, um, and, it, and it's fine. Like you can be an amazing craftsman, but uh, if you don't know your numbers, it's difficult to really know where your business sits because at the end of the day, you get paid for a job, you take away the materials and the labor and you think that's total profit. But then it's, it's, you need to take into factor those overhead expenses, those costs of being a business. And we've taken the past year with How to Hardscape to try to put out as much content about this. And Element is an amazing software with the free budget. It's incredible for sure. We've had uh, Mark Bradley on the show to talk about it. So it's definitely something that people should look into with that free budgeting software. We've also created a spreadsheet for contractors to be able to do it themselves and to really, because knowing your numbers is so crucial and I know it gets preached over and over and over again, but there's a reason why. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings me to my fourth point. Um, when you're just talking about how important, how important it is, um, there's this um, uh, friend of mine from New York when they were having this conversation about uh, numbers, small company, just five guys, but he was saying, listen, I need to find a way to make my life simpler and to actually make more money doing this because I'm working so hard. I feel like physically I'm falling apart. And uh, so I said, well, let's run the numbers. And I could see the worry in his eyes because for him, he didn't feel like he was making that much. He was just kind of uh, surviving in terms of like making enough money to pay his guys, pay his salary and, and to pay his equipment. But then I started doing the math of how much, you know, how many jobs he was doing, let's say for installing patios and slabs and, and pool patios. And we, I noticed that he was always using slabs and large pieces. And I'm like, man, you're going to tire yourself out doing retaining walls and, and large patios with large slabs. I said, did you ever think of investing in a piece of machinery that would help you? He says, oh man, I don't want to, I don't want more debt. Like I have enough payments per month and all that stuff. But when we did the math, it actually, we were talking about some suction equipment, a machine that could install 700 square feet per hour. And this machine was about 35,000 US. But when we did the math on it, it was actually only going to cost him over five years using it two days a week. It was only going to cost him $9 and $50, uh, $9 and 50 cents an hour to run that machine. He actually paid that machine in just over two months because he was doing so many of these jobs. And over the course of two years, almost three years, he, uh, he doubled his business. So, and he didn't have more guys, didn't have, um, more overhead, he just had one piece of machinery uh, that helped him 
produce twice the revenue, over twice the revenue. So, you know, it's, it's stuff like this that it's so worth doing sometimes. And, and if you're like me, I didn't like numbers. Like as a business owner, that's one, that's one of the things that I really didn't like. I didn't like sitting down and doing math. I've never liked it in school, never liked it ever. But when, if you don't like it, then hire someone to sit down with you for an afternoon and start running numbers or call someone who's done it. Call, there's so many business owners out there that are willing to offer advice. I've noticed that some of my best mentors have just been someone that I've called up one day and said, listen, I really admire what you do. Could we have a coffee one day? And that coffee discussion, you know, went from a coffee discussion to like uh, becoming friends and then getting some of the best advice ever. Um, so I encourage people to reach out if they don't know how to do it or don't want to necessarily do it because they don't like it. You know, there's people out there that can really help. Mm-hmm. And especially in a market that it's so difficult to find the right labor to help you, sometimes investing into a piece of machine that can replace a whole person, like uh, like I believe the um, uni- Unilift that yes, you are exactly. talking about in this situation. Yep. Yeah, it, it replaces a, like a full person and, um, and it's reliable. It's going to be there on the job site when you want it and it's going to work until you want it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a great trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. Great trade-off. And you're talking about the Unilift, you know, a machine that can do, let's say 700 square feet per hour. That's one guy. Usually three guys can do 200 square feet per hour. So you think you're almost nine times more efficient with that machine. Like when you think about it that way. So, you know, there's equipment, then there's tools uh, that you can do the math. And then some people think that software is expensive. I think it's expensive not to have software. So software, there's cheap software, but there's also software that's worth investing as you grow. So, you know, we talked about LMN, we talked about, you know, there's service autopilot for people who are, are really invested like in maintenance. It's really good for rescheduling all that stuff. Um, budgeting, estimating software, like we said, like LMN. And then, you know, just knowing where you spend your time, like with GPS system, you get so much information on just your your crews and, and how time is spent with the vehicles, all this stuff. It's, it's incredible. The one app that I really love is the four o'clock four, uh, a simple app that asks you, you know, what did you do today? What are you doing tomorrow? What are some of the challenges and what do you need from, 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 uh, you know, from us, the leadership team, like whether it's materials or information, labor. So just all this is out there for people to use the companies who use it are way more, usually way more efficient and profitable than those who don't. So if it's out there, I think it's worth at least considering taking a look at it when the timing is good to invest, but you have to know your numbers. And then my last one I would say is, um, this is a, this is the, one of the best ways to motivate your team because like anybody else, um, we're motivated by knowing that we're winning, right? So creating small wins in a team is essential to build team culture and team culture is really how your people behave when you're not there. All right. So if you have good team culture and they love to provide a great experience, then when, when you're not there as a business owner, there's the team is still doing that. Um, they're still treating each other the same way. They're treating the clients the same way because there's a culture. They, they have the same values as you do. But in order to do this, you, you, need, you really need to 
provide them with some wins. And one way to do this is to have, um, to build your dashboard, to build a scoreboard. So if people know they're losing or winning, they will, um, it's going to be a motivator no matter what, like take sports, for example, when you're sitting in a hockey game, basketball game, baseball game, doesn't matter. There was no scoreboard. It was just not be the same game, right? It would just not be as motivating for the crowd to be there. And, so it's the same thing for your business. If you can tell people, hey, we really won on this project, we were ahead by so many points, or you know, we were back so many points, then people go, oh, geez, what did we do? What can we do? It motivates them to take action. When people don't know whether they're winning or losing on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, or even yearly basis, even worse, um, and most, uh, you know, most of my you know, a lot of people that I start working with, one of the first questions that I ask them is about their, um, their dashboard, if they have one, if they're tracking numbers, if they have some key performance indicators, if they're, and, and oftentimes it's, it's no, we're not there yet. Great. Because then I know how motivated the staff are going to be once we start doing that, because they start asking, Hey, how was that job we did? You know, estimated versus actual hours are we profitable was that a good job they're curious they want to know and uh, it's very powerful for getting people on board to believe in what they're, they're doing and wanting to do more for you because the more they win the more they want to do it absolutely and giving them the responsibility and the uh you know agency over uh their actions and you know reaching those goals and those targets i can definitely see that being extremely valuable for any business absolutely and and i think if we as leaders um just do this in general like <laughs> that could be on a personal level and on a business level make people win as often as possible. People will want to be around you. It's a good way to, to keep uh, your people. As we, as we wind this interview down, Frank, uh, I know that you've got the Landscape and Hardscapes uh, Summit in the uh, close to the new year. It's an awesome online summit. But you, you've also got a new one coming up here. And uh, can you talk to our audience a little bit about it? So I was supposed to have a, an event in August a live event and because of the pandemic we can't have a large social gathering so i've decided to partner up with a good friend of mine brandon vaughn who's in this home service industry which means that it's multiple different industries from you know landscaping to um uh, guys with electrical like in the construction trade uh whether it's uh, exterior work uh, you know from plumbing to electricians to window cleaning but what I've learned about working with other industries that are all in the home service business is that there's so many uh, different tips, tricks, tech pieces of technology that they are using that we don't even know about. And for the last few years, I've been kind of associating with, with um, these different industries to learn more about what's out there. So I've decided to partner up with Brandon Vaughn, who is the CEO of Conquer. It's a coaching group in North America, a large uh, group uh, that holds some of the best events for, uh, in this, for that industry. And so I decided to partner up with him and bring some of our landscaping experts, um, such as George Avari, Chaz Muscarino, um, Jackie Hart, um, and uh, Sam Gamble, but also 
find some of the people that have most inspired me as a business owner, like Michael Gerber, the author of The E-Myth, uh, Brian Scudamore, the founder or CEO of uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, you know, a company that went from zero to like 300 million. Uh, guys like Mike Michalowicz, who is the author of Profit First, Clockwork, Fis Fix This Next. So many guys um, uh, that have so much to offer to our industry, even though they might not even be in our industry. So I just invite people to check it out if they see something that, um, that could be helpful from marketing to, so there's one day on marketing, there's one day on admin, uh, this, the third day is on production and the fourth day is on sales. So from June 11th to June 14th, we're gonna touch uh, on a topic each day then there's also going to be a Facebook group happy hour at the end of the day where people can share their stuff. There's going to be some bonus content, but over 40 speakers. And so we're just trying to, people can go check out the schedule, check out what the sessions are about, you know, sessions from growing your business on YouTube or growing your business on social media to how to better operate your business on the admin level production, all these things. So, you know, there's some, there's some content there for everyone and it's free so people can sign up and, um, yeah. So the, the, uh, email or the, um, website is home service, home service, super summit.com slash landscaping. And then we'll be able to know that your guests have uh, come from that uh, website. Perfect. So if for those, um, familiar with the landscape hardscape summit, is this going to be a very similar uh, experience in terms of, uh, you know, logging in, watching the videos? And for our audience, you're listening on June 8th, which means you've got three days. Are they able to sign up after the fact or can they, should they sign up within these first three days? It's a great question. It's going to be, they can sign up at any time, but if they miss the content, so it's going to play like, basically there's a schedule. So it's a bit different in the landscape and hardscape summit. You could just for the full day, you could have access to the, to the sessions uh, for the whole day. Um, this time around, we have so many speakers, we had to play them back to back. So if you want to see, let's say the first session on June 11th at 12 PM, that would be key Calphus. Well, you would, you could go to the calendar, which is on the website, click that one to add to your calendar as a reminder. So this, his session goes from 12 to 1245. And then the next session starts at 1245. So they're back to back. And, um, and so you can check out the schedule, check out all the speakers. Maybe if you want to pick just maybe one, two or five speakers, you can add them to your schedule. So you get your own reminders and you can just log in at the time where you want to check out the session. Awesome, Frank. And one more time, what's that link that we can go to? HomeServiceSuperSummit.com slash landscaping. Um, the, the one with slash landscaping is just more specific to landscapers. Incredible. Frank, thanks so much for all the value that you provide this industry. And especially during this episode, we thank you so much. Uh, it's an honor to be here. And thanks for having me again. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Visit us at howtohardscape.com. 
and let us know what you want to learn about in future episodes by reaching out to us on our social channels we are at how to hardscape on instagram and facebook or send us an email contact at how to hardscape.com we'd love it if you subscribe to this podcast left us a rating and review where you can and once again thank you for listening to all of these podcast episodes and for those of you sharing it it really helps us and we appreciate it so much and we look forward to meeting with you next week on the how to hardscape podcast